You're now tuned in to the Desire to Trade podcast, a show where we bring you the best figures of the trading world and teach you how you can become a successful trader. This is your host, Etienne Kret. What's up, guys? It's Etienne here again from DesireToTrade.com. Now, this week, I have another great interview for you. And this one is with Randy Tudor. Randy is a longtime Forex trader and stock market investor. He's made a study of financial and tax matters long life pursuit. In fact, Randy started this business in 1983, but he held various positions among Fortune 500 companies over the years. Today, Randy has the opportunity to work with hundreds of clients to handle their financial matters and investing in the stock market, as well as trading Forex. He's been learning a lot over the years. And he's now able to show people what to do exactly with their money, which is pretty cool in a world like today. Now, what I like about Randy is he has a lot of, a lot of experience and he's the type of person that's really conservative. I'm really impressed by how he was able to learn Forex and how he was able to not lose thousands of dollars like most people do often when they start trading. So Randy is a good example, I would say, when you start trading. He was able to stick to one strategy over all the years he was learning, which is, which is awesome. I've never seen anyone do this. So I hope you'll enjoy this podcast. Again, you can join the Facebook group at thisartrade.com forward slash group. And if you listen to the end of this podcast, we have a small Christmas gift for you. So just listen to the end of this podcast and you'll hear me back saying what's, what's the gift for you. So enjoy the show and I'll see you back at the end. Ciao. So here I am with uh, Randy Tudor. He's a trading coach, currently teaching people and trading for uh, Tudor Coaching. He's going to talk a lot about what he's doing today. He's doing forex trading as well as uh, stock investing. So hi, Randy, how are you doing? Hi, Etienne. I'm doing fine. Uh, how are you? Very good. Thank you. Good. Well, I appreciate you having me on today. And uh, I want to applaud you for the work that you're doing on your blog and on your website. And I think we share common goals of trying to help uh, traders at all levels uh, become better traders. Yeah, this is something I, because I discovered you really recently and I've, I've come about, I've come across your site and I saw that uh, your mission is really, I would say, authentic and it's really important, I would say. So could you tell us a little bit what, what's your mission for uh, Tudor Coaching? Well, our mission is to bring, make available to all of our students uh, and users of our website, etc., cetera, uh, to become better traders at whatever level they're at right now, uh, whether they're a beginner, they know nothing, or whether they have, um, you know, kind of moderate experience and moderate success, we're trying to take them to the next level. And we're trying to work with them at whatever level they, they come to us. And we are trying to cut to what we see after being in this business, I have 40 years experience in the financial world and specifically in the Forex market, I have about eight years experience. And then in investing, uh, I've been personally investing in a long time and I also uh, was series seven licensed and was a, a stock advisor for uh, going back to 25 years ago. So I have kind of seen it all in, in both Forex and investing. And we've seen what has seemed to make people succeed and what has made them fail. And we've tried to bring the best of the best uh, into one place so that we can uh, help the traders become better. Now, I've been a little bit around my usual question, but I want to ask you, what is one quote that you live by or that inspires you a lot? Well, the, the quote that inspires me the most, uh, at least when it comes to trading, it's really a, an old aviation proverb, and it says it's, it is better to be on the ground wishing you were in the air than being in the air wishing you were on the ground. And I, I think this is an important point to remember whenever I'm entering a trade before I actually enter the trade. And, and again, just to summarize, I'd rather be sitting there watching the price chart, looking at the trade that I considered but didn't enter, than uh, being in front of the computer watching a trade that I entered and wishing that I never got in. Hmm. I think that's really important. That's really true. Now, Randy, how exactly did you start trading? Well, it, 
it's interesting as far as the forex market goes i was sitting at home one sunday night watching tv with my family and a client called me and said that he had uh, just been to a seminar over the weekend on currency trading and he asked me what i knew about currency trading and the currency markets and i said i don't know anything i said i you know i've never i've done a lot of areas of investing and financial things but i've never done currency trading i don't really know anything about it and he said well what are you doing tomorrow morning and i said well i have a, a morning full of appointments and he said is there any way you can switch them around and come to this workshop with me that they're going to continue tomorrow monday because i want your input as to whether this is something i should be involved in so i i said i would and i called and rearranged my schedule and so i went with him and we were sitting there through the presentation. I think it lasted a couple hours, maybe. And um, I was very interested in what I had, you know, what I was seeing. And this particular presentation was to sell a rather expensive software product. So at the end, he and I spoke, and I said, I really think this is something that's interesting, has potential, and, you know, we both should learn it. So we decided to go ahead and buy the software. It had a 30-day money-back guarantee. So we went ahead and bought the software, uh, went home that night, started playing with the software, and started really just digging in and learning everything I could that evening as to you know reviewing the software, but also just trying to learn the concepts. I mean, I, I, before that day, I never knew what a PIP was, and I, I didn't know any of the concepts that were being discussed. So I just started learning and, and going through the software, trying to make trades, trying to scalp. And um, that's really how I got started. I, I never looked back. Uh, from that day on, I've been um, just an intense studier of the Forex market, and, as I always have done with the stock market. But now I, I entered into the Forex side, and I saw so much more potential for better returns inside the Forex market. But And the interesting thing is that I am still in the game and he never got into it. We returned the software before the 30 days were up and that was the end of it for him. He, want, he has always asked me to do Forex investing for him, which I haven't done. I, I only do it for our own account. But, um, you know, I'm in it and he never got in it. So I, I found that kind of amusing. That's pretty funny. Now I'm curious to know because when I started learning Forex, of course I've been uh, like I started on a software and I started reading books and everything, but I realized this is pretty a hard way to learn, right? So what did you do exactly to learn from that point? Well, I was kind of fortunate that first night that I was home looking around at what was available on the Forex, I ran across a couple people that I was able to call and I, I talked to that evening and the next day uh, that they, they returned my call and we spoke about how you know how what their philosophy was and so right away I got on to trend trading so I feel fortunate that uh, that I got that on day one and I stayed with that and to this day, that's what I follow. So I really felt lucky there that everybody I was meeting and everybody I was then pursuing from then on was involved with trend trading. And I read some good books on trend trading. Um, and I just are, and then right away I started flying around the country and going to webinar, uh, to seminars and then participating on the computer with webinars and just trying to learn as much as I could from these people. Some of it was free, some of it I had to pay for, but I just started going and meeting people around the country that were doing that were doing trend trading and uh, just starting to mix, mix it up with them and then having Skype sessions with them. And then it broadened to, I know you're, you're in Toronto. We had uh, a couple people we would do a, a nightly Skype session with. My son and I would do that. Uh, and we'd talk about the Forex market every night for two guys in Detroit and two guys in Toronto and one guy in Vancouver. So, um, you know, we just met these people flying around the country, uh, you know, exposing ourselves to these people. So that we, we spent a lot of effort and a lot of time in getting to these people. And uh, I feel fortunate that I was able to do that. And again, I just feel that I got lucky to just get exposed to the trend trading part of it right away. 
Yeah, this is my next question. So you've never seen other strategies to trade, right? At, at the beginning. Well, I saw them and I've, and I've talked to a lot of people that have tried other ways and we've certainly examined other things, but no, I always come back to uh, trend trading, long-term trends. I, it just, now that's not how we uh, invest in stocks, but it's how we trade the Forex. In, in stocks, we're value investors, so we're looking for different things. We're looking at, at numbers and things like that, not prices. But uh, Forex, we approach differently, and we are looking at the price charts, and we're looking at long-term trends. And, and uh, we have really never tried anything other than that as, on a serious basis. Hmm. That's, that's interesting, because what I've seen so far is that most people getting to Forex are changing strategies. I would say every every week or every two weeks. <laughs> I, I know exactly okay. that that is what we are trying to get people not to do. Because when you when you go in and meet people around the country and talk to them about their stories, that's what they're doing. You know, they'll say, Oh, I was you know, following what this guy said six years ago and then I decided not to and I tried a different system, different strategy. And now I've come back to this and, you know, everybody keeps waffling and trying different things. And that's another thing that we think that, that we're bringing to the table is that we are trying to cut through all that noise, keeping it simple, staying with one system. I, I've done this for seven years straight, uh, basically fine tuning it, but basically one strategy tra uh, trading the long-term trend. And mm -hmm. I haven't personally deviated from that. And every time we meet people that have, it's none of them appear to be successful that way. No, it's true. Now, by cutting all that noise, as you said, how long did it take you to, uh, to learn? Well, I, I'm, it, this isn't going to be very impressive, but it's an honest answer. It, it took me four years. I'm a conservative guy by nature. I'm an accountant. Um, you, you know, I, I've been trained to be skeptical and to question everything, and that's what I did. So I, it took a long time for me to evaluate different uh, systems and processes and uh, strategies to feel comfortable and to prove to myself that I needed, that I knew what I was doing. And I paper traded and paper traded. And then I started with mini lots. Uh, they didn't have micro lots when I got started. Now we tell, now we tell people to start with micro lots. But in my day, when I got started, our brokers didn't do micro lots. So we, you know, we did mini lots and we did that for a long, I did that for a long time. And I, I have to say, I thought I would, I feel like I'm a fast learner, but in this area, I took a long time to feel like I really knew it. And it was about four years before I got my aha moment. What was this aha moment exactly? You know, I really got it when I learned and I had people showing me uh, how to read charts. And But it took me a while to really grasp how to take a chart and really tell you know interpret what it was telling me and to be able to um really on my own not to rely on any software or any indicators other than simple moving averages how to tell when you know what trade uh, trends were in place and um once i did that that was my biggest aha moment was once i saw that I could now really understand the charts on my own better than a lot of other people that had been doing it, I felt. I, that's when I said, okay, this all makes sense. And that's when I started trusting myself and the strategy that I was coming up with. Hmm. And so what is your main trading style today? So you said you're trading in, uh, in terms of a trend, right? Trend following? Yeah, first and foremost, uh, I definitely am uh, a trend trader and more specifically I follow the long-term trends and just for for your listeners you know we all know from studying and learning about trading that there are really four major styles of trading and you can scalp which we almost all start out doing in the beginning uh, which of course means that you're in trades for minutes or hours and then there's then you know there's day trading which 
is uh, that you close a position by the end of the, the day. And then there's swing trading and position trading. And swing trading is when you're in a, when you anticipate being in a trade for days or weeks. And then, of course, position trading, you're in it for months or years. So really, we're trend traders, but we're weak. I consider myself a swing trader. I enter a trade figuring I'm going to be in in it for uh, you know days and weeks and maybe a month. I always hope that I become a position trade that that trade becomes a position trade where I can hold it for many months. Uh, but that's that's my style and and I will say that I've personally never been in a trade lasting for as long as a year but we but we've been in lots of trades uh lasting for several months and so i think if you go through and look at our logs and our track record we're definitely swing traders looking to be in a trade from days to weeks to maybe a month yeah because trend in the end of powerful right so you can you can just live with the pullback and then like keep keep the trade for a long time definitely that's exactly right. Yeah, we we look for uh, pullbacks. Certainly, we we basically are, are looking for two types of trades. We're looking for pullbacks, and then we get back in when it starts moving in the direction of a long term trade. And then we also look for breakouts in the direction of a long term trade. So those are the thing. Those are the two primary things we're looking at when we do our trend trading. And what time frame are you using? Are you using to trade? Well, we're looking at, to actually make the trade. We're looking at uh, four-hour charts, typically four-hour to daily. Uh, but we're setting up our trades on uh, daily and weekly charts. Okay, okay, that's good. That's good. What, in your opinion, would be your worst uh, trading failure? What would be a pain point you had in trading at some some point? Um, I would say that there are probably two areas where I made most of my major mistakes. First one, which I think most of us make, is trying to scalp and open trades, again, expecting to profit by like 10 to 20 pips per trade. And I real quickly learned that this was not going to get me anywhere. And I certainly, if I continued doing that, I certainly would never have been able to realize anything close to the type of return that uh, I needed to make and that I make today, day in and day out. Um, and, you know, I, I, we're looking for expectations for making 100 plus pip gains, you know, 200, 300, 500 pips per trade. And when we enter a trade, that's typically what we're looking for. So my that was one, that was the first mistake I encountered was trying to do some scalping. And as you kind of indicated just a little while ago, you know, scalping doesn't work with trend trading because uh, you got to let it set up for a while. So, you know, to to you you, you, you by the to set to try to go in and get ten and twenty pips. You know, you got to watch where your stop is, and your your risk to reward ratio is never very good when you're trying to scalp. And then the second area, the second mistake that I made, and it took me a long time to really get over this was getting out of trades too early. And what I mean by that is that I let my greed and my fear get in the way. I'd get real excited when I was up, you know, maybe I was up 100 pips and I'd be so excited and I'd want to close it out to protect that 100 pips and or I'd move my stops way up to try to lock in 75 of those pips and only leave myself a stop of 25 pips. And, and you know, and that didn't work and that or I would get real discouraged and panicky when trades would quickly go against me and I might be down 50 pips and I'm going, oh, I made a mistake. I want to get out. Um, and, you know, I came to the conclusion that what this really meant was simply that I didn't have enough trust in my system and that I had to start getting control of uh how I thought and how I approached it and rely on my strategy and rely that I got in for the right reasons and I needed to stay in until things happened the way that I wanted to. Either I got stopped out or I would make the gains that I was hoping. So those are my 
two big areas, again, trying to scalp and getting out of trades much too early. <laughs> you have no idea how many times I did exactly this. I think this is common for most traders when, when they start. I do too. I, I just, I, I'm not sure that that's really what you were looking for in asking your question. I will say I don't have any major mistake. And the reason, I mean, where I lost too much money. And the reason is because right from the start, and I guess it's the accountant and the financial person in me, I, I knew that I had to control my money management. I had to manage my money. And so I never would risk more than 2% of my total money on any one trade. So I knew I wasn't going to ever get wiped out. And I never have experienced what so many other people share with me, where they lost huge amounts of money on one trade. I never went through that. Well, this, this is definitely good. What I'd be curious to know is you've told me just before the interview that your son was also trading, right? Yes. So would you say your son is trading differently than you or would you no. say it's about the same? We, we do everything together with that. So we have, we don't live together. Uh, we live in the same city, but we're about uh, 15 minutes apart. And so we'll do a Skype session or a go-to meeting session every day in the morning. And we talk about what we're seeing and the setups for the day and things like that. But and basically the way we've run it is uh, we are both free to make our own trades without the other. If, if one of us is busy with a client or, uh, you know, on a coaching call, you know, and the other one sees something, we could act without the other approval. But if we're both available, we always uh, agree on every trade we take. So uh, we are we're following the exact same system. And in terms of uh, psychology, you're both on the same page, right? Yeah, actually, okay. he's better at it than me. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's, you know, the young, the young person, uh, they don't have the fear that some of us get. You know, you're young mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, you're, when, by the time you're my age, I'm 62, you start developing uh, fears and mistrust a little bit. And so I deal with that more than he does. So he's a great, he's better at just sticking to the rules. Not that I'm not, but he really has improved my ability to stick with the rules and, and stay focused on what we're trying to accomplish. Hmm. I think that's a good news for people listening in case they're younger than, uh, <laughs> yeah, for the young I, people, it's good to start. Yep. I agree. Cool. So what, what would you say is the biggest uh, mistake that most traders make that you see often? I have to say it goes back to something I've already t discussed. I, the biggest failure we see in coaching with people, but also in just talking with people around the, around the world on what they're doing, it's risking too much money and not understanding the, the concept of um, how to manage your risk, what, what we really mean by that. And, you know, I think it's, it's a very simple thing to learn, uh, but you have to learn it and believe in it and then follow it. And that is the biggest mistake is people try to, you know, again, we won't risk more than 2%. And people say, well, what does that mean? I'll give you an example of that. If somebody is coming into the market with um, $100,000, Okay, if we have 100,000, any one trade, we can't risk more than 2,000. So however, when we look at the risk reward and where we set our stops, if we can't set our stops, I mean, we, we can only, let's say that we normally go with three standard lots. And, but because of the size of our stop, we might, uh, it's a little bigger because of where the floor is for the trend, then we know that we cannot risk where our stop loss is times the PIP value cannot exceed that $2,000. It just will not. We will not get in a trade with a stop loss that exceeds our 2% of our account. So we know that we have to have 50 losses in a row 
really more than that because the 2% keeps going down. Mm -hmm. If you lose, it keeps going down. And that's the other thing is it keeps you in the game forever, theoretically. If you only do a percentage of your current balance, then you're always in the game. And again, kind of going back to the biggest mistake, most people can't stay in the game long enough. We see people come into the market with either $1,000 or $10,000 or $100,000, and they're wiped out within weeks or months because they take too big of risk. They don't really understand how the stop losses work. And, and then I know you only asked me for one, but here's <laughs> here's a second one, which, again, would go back to kind of a mistake we made in the early going, which I think everybody does, and that is being afraid to put your stops where they belong as opposed to having arbitrary numbers like, oh, I'm going to set a 25-pip stop or a 35-pip stop. And they put their stops too close to their position and they won't give it run to, uh, room to run. Mm -hmm. That's a big mistake that people make. We made it in the beginning. But once you learn to trust uh, your strategy and you put this uh, stops where they belong, which means below the floor of the trend, um, you know, then then you calculate your 2% and you know how many lots you can put on. Some people always put on, you know, five mini lots or five standard lots every time they trade. And we say, you, you can't do that. You have to look at what what's your stop loss is, how many pips you're risking times the value of those pips and make sure they don't exceed a certain percentage of your total account. And again, we see people wiped out very quickly because they don't do that. I'm curious to get your opinion on this because I've been struggling a lot with, with that thing a few months ago. And I've, I started reading books such as uh, Market Wizard and stuff like that. And I know a lot of traders are moving your stop loss as, a, as the trade goes in their direction, right? Yes. So would that be something you recommend or something you say yes. is kind of kind of uh, prevent you from making good profit? No, we do that. We okay. move our stops as we make profit, we move them. But again, in the beginning, you tend to move them too quickly. And I was mm -hmm. saying that's one of the things is sometimes I'd get stopped out quicker than I should because I'd be up 100 pips and I, I wanted to try to protect 75 of those. And so I'd move my stops way up to only give myself 25 pip, uh, you know, pips of room to move. And that was too tight. The next thing I knew, I got stopped out. And then as soon as I get stopped out, it turns around and goes in my direction and it makes hundreds of pips. So, I, yes, we will move them, but it has to make sense, meaning we'll go up to the next floor, a, a shorter shorter term floor or something we're not it's not going to be arbitrary we have different ways of looking at it and we will move our stops according to our rules we have written rules that we follow in every case so when we move our stop we have rules to follow that tell us why we're doing that and then we're we feel confident to do that so yes we do protect our profits as they as we're moving up or, or moving down we do protect our profits. We do lock some of them in, but we try not to get too, to make those stops too small once we start becoming profitable. We still want to give it room to move. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the other thing I heard was uh, about, I would say closing, let's say half of your position early when you're, when you're in profit or let's say some sort of in profit. Would you recommend this or is, is this something you use also? Well, not arbitrarily. We don't say like take half of it off. But again, we have written rules and we do have rules that say when we should, uh, you know, go ahead. And if we have four standard lots that we go ahead and remove two of them or we might remove the first one, keep three riding until a certain thing happens. And then we'll, we'll remove another one and keep the other two going. We'll do it that way. Uh, so yes, we do some of that. We probably don't do as much of that as other people do because again, we have written rules we follow that, that dictate when we do that and when we don't. We don't do it arbitrarily. We, mm -hmm. never, we never do it arbitrarily. Now, speaking of rules, I would like to jump a little bit more into this because I feel like a lot of traders are not having their rules written down on paper. And this is probably something you see. I see it like every single day. 
So how do you keep your rules? Like, do you have a specific document with all your rules and do you review yes. them sometimes? Oh, we review them constantly. Okay. Uh, both my son and I reread them. Uh, you know, we might, we've tweaked them over the years. Um, we have made small, small improvements uh, that we, we think they're improvements, but certainly small adjustments to our rules as we go. Largely, if you look at our rules today, they're the same as they were three years ago, but with some, just some tweaking. Um, but yes, they are written down in two different uh, Word documents that we have uh called you know rule number one rule number two because we do two we do two major types of trades and so if we're entering this type of trade then we know that we follow these rules and and we do read them we we literally sit and read them i i go to bed and i we have everything on dropbox so you know i'll go to bed and and um, bring up dropbox and i'll go through and read my forex rules just to make sure they're ingrained in me Hmm, that's something everyone should do, definitely. Yes. Now, what is one of your most important rule, you would say? Risk reward that we uh, will never enter a trade. We'll ne if, we, if we have to stop, set a stop of 100 pips, we're never going to enter a trade unless we have room to get 200 pips. Okay, I mean, that's our minimum rule. So, but we might not want to do it unless it's three to one. So if we see where we need to put our stop and that means that it's 100 pips away from the market price today and we want a three to one uh, margin, then we're going to say, I mean, a three to one profit, then we're going to say that there has, we have to prove to ourselves that there's room to move on the charts uh, before we hit a top, before we, uh, hit a ceiling of at least 300 pips, but our minimum is two to one. So that's one of our basic rules is we have to have, you know, if we have a hundred pips stop loss, we have to be able to show each other that there's 200 pips to move in there, that we can reasonably expect to make 200 pips on a straight. So that's an example of, of one rule. And um, another rule uh, ha might have to do with uh, there's only, you know, we'll look at the stochastics chart. Uh, and so there are certain, a certain type of trade that we'll use stochastics. And so for uh, that kind of trade, we have to see the stochastics hit a certain level. And so we'll spell that out. And uh, we'll also spell out that we have to, you know, check what the general pair is doing. What, one thing we're huge believers in is looking at parallel and inverse pairs. So, you know, you need to, we believe that you need to know whether Euro is strong today, or, you know, this week, and we look long-term. So overall, it, does it look like Euro is in a, a um, you know, strong trend up or down across the board so that you can go to any pair that involves the Euro and you can see the same kind of movement, you know, or whether we're in a Swiss pair, you know, is this, you know, all the yen pairs, are they all moving in the same direction? That gives us, and see, if we have that kind of confirmation, then we, our rules spell out that we can take, um, I mean, if, if clearly we have momentum on our side, like right now, you know, the euro has changed direction. And after a long period of weakness now in, you know, it's been for about a week now, it's been showing a lot of strength. And if you look across the board with the euro, that's what you're going to see is pretty much overall strength. Well, that tells us that's an example of when we might say, okay, to get in this trade, we only need to have a two to one because we think the odds are pretty good that this trend is going to continue in this position. All of the pairs are matching up this way. So we might take a little more risk, which means we're willing to only gain 200 pips at the risk of 100 pips, where if those conditions aren't completely lined up, we might say we want a three to one uh, reward to risk that we want to be able to have room to move 300 pips if we're going to risk 100 pips. Does that make sense? Yeah, it definitely makes sense. And looks like you're using something similar to what I do, which is I personally have checklists on my desk and they're on my desk all the time. So that's, that's pretty good.
Yeah, good. I like to have I, that. Good. Now, one thing I want to go into is what is your favorite part of trading? What is something you really enjoy uh, from trading? Uh, well, for me, it's the lifestyle that it brings. Uh, but one, and, and that's an interesting thing too, because our lifestyle, and, and I don't mean our standard of living, I mean what we do on a daily basis relative to work. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, in the beginning, in the first three years, maybe even four years, we got up real early in the morning uh, at the open of the U.S. market, a little before a U.S. market opened, and we would be in front of the computer, and I would make sure I didn't have any appointments until 9.30, 10 o'clock in the morning, Phoenix time, and we would just be glued in front of the computer, and, and my son and I would be talking on Skype uh, about things. We'd get up and watch it. Uh, you know, the fr- first Friday of every month uh, for for payroll figures. And we, um, you know, we, we would spend too much time in front of the computer. And that wasn't fun. I mean, that you get burned out real quick and it starts affecting your family life and your personal life. And, and if you're running another business, it, it impacts that. So what we like now about trading is you know, the freedom it gives us. We we don't have to sit in front of the computer. We can set up our trades. We look in the morning. You know, we might check if we're by a computer or by our phone because we have apps on our phone, certainly. Uh, you know, we like to check the four-hour, every time the four-hour uh, charts reset, we might look at it. If we know that there's something that we're waiting for to happen, we might check it. We don't, But we don't feel that we have to. So if it's convenient at one o'clock in, in Phoenix time at one o'clock in the afternoon to to uh, check the four hour, you know, then we do it. But we don't feel like we have to. And the the only thing we feel like we have to do is, you know, sometime before nine in the morning, we need to look at the charts. So sometime between five and nine in the morning in Phoenix time, we have to touch base with the charts. And so it provides a great lifestyle and certainly a great income. Uh, you know, with the the number of pips that we're able to generate is a very comfortable number and it doesn't put a lot of pressure on us. And it just, it's a very relaxing way to go uh, the way we trade. Now, a lot of the people we see don't have a good lifestyle because they're in front of the computer all the time. They feel like they always have to be watching the charts. We don't do that. Even when we're in a trade, when we let the trade run, we put our stops in and we let it run. And again, we'll check it every four hours or so. We don't check it during the night, meaning, you know, I don't get up at one in the morning and and and, and I don't really get up at five in the morning anymore and check the chart. So we just let it run. So I guess that's the my favorite part of trading is just the, the lifestyle. And, and, you know, then we also mix in with that stock investing and we do it the same way where we don't have to sit here and watch what's happening every minute, every day. We, we know, you know, if we sit down and look at the stocks we're following every week or, or two weeks, that's good enough for what we're doing. And, and we approach the Forex market. So it's just a, it's a great comfortable way of life and, and it's able to generate, a lot of money. The way we approached the Forex market is um, basically I got my son involved because he was he had a job in the summers while he was going to college. And I said to him, I'll tell you what, if you want to quit your job, come and spend the summer with me. We le- I will teach you everything I know about Forex. And then we'll travel around the country and go to different seminars and things. You'll meet some of the people I've met and really get into it and learn it. And and I said, and you can manage our account with me and I will pay you uh, 25% of everything we make. And so that's what he did for his job as he finished college. And then once he graduated from college, we were good to go where we could uh, do a joint venture together and that's what we're doing now. And so we look at Forex as two parts and we've done this from the beginning and, and we think it's important if you're doing it seriously. If you're just looking to make a few pips for extra spending money, that's one thing. But if you're really 
serious about this business, we say you break it into two components. And that is like, let's go ex for an example again, let's say you have $100,000 to invest in the Forex market and you say what percentage of return you expect. So we always said we want to make at least 20% return. So I had to make $20,000 return on that 100,000. And plus I had to pay something to my son and something to myself to make it worthwhile. So we had to pay or be able to take out money. Uh, so let's just in that example, say that we wanted to pull 50,000 a year out. That means we have to make 20,000 for return and 50,000 to pull out so that we can you spend on ourselves. And that's how we approached it. So we, we knew that we were going into this as a business. We treated it as a business and a business with two components. We had to make a profit. That was the 20% and we had to make a living and not that 50,000 provided my living, but it, it was something to contribute to my other business that I had. So, um, that's what, that's what worked for us. No, let me tell you, I think your son had one of the best job for that summer. Definitely. Yeah. He enjoyed it yeah. a lot Yeah, and he, got, and he learned a lot. He got a lot yeah. out of it and he taught me a lot. So it was great. Okay. So now I want to go a little bit more into what you're doing these days. So could you tell us a little bit how, how people can find you and what you're doing at uh, Tutor Coaching exactly? All right. Uh, well, first of all, more information about us and our trading philosophies and investing philosophy philosophies uh, can be found on our website, as you mentioned, and that's tutorcoaching.com. And a lot of people misspell tutor, but it's T U D O R coaching.com. And there we have uh, a blog where we write articles and we uh, give people access to our Udemy courses. And I'll talk about that in just a minute. And some, and then we also have uh, weekly, actually this is new that we're launching as far as available through our website. We have coaching clients that we have coached for many years and they work with us in all areas of financial investing and uh, Forex trading. And with a certain group of those, we've gotten together every week and, you know, we used to do Forex every day, every day the market was open, we would do, we would get on a call with a large group of people. We had another one, like I said, where we would talk to people in Toronto and Detroit and Vancouver, and that was a small group, but we had another group of about a hundred that we'd get together once a week and talk about the Forex market, what we were seeing and kind of go through the charts together. Um, but with our coaching clients, we continued doing that where we had a group that we'd meet with every week to talk about Forex and what was going on, what we were looking at, trades that were setting up. And we did the same thing with stock investing. We were looking, you know, we do value investing. So we were going through and looking at some stocks. Uh, our clients would email us with stocks they wanted to talk about and we would show them what stocks we were looking at. And so we've been doing this for a number of years. But what we are recently opening up, in fact, it, it's on our website right now, but it's, uh, I think there's a countdown. It's not actually starting until uh, the following week um, where anybody on, on the web can also, so you don't have to be a coaching client now. And, and the reason this came about is we teach courses on Udemy and we're getting so much input from those people that are taking our courses that they're contacting us, asking us if we do anything like this. So we're now going to open it up to these people where anybody can come on and we just all sh visit and share and they get to see what we're working on and what other student, what other students of ours are working on in the Forex market and in the, um, stock investing value investing area so that that is available on our website as well and then like i mentioned on udemy you that's udemy.com that's a very large worldwide educational website and uh, we've done a couple of courses we're just ready about wrapping up our forex course we've done a retirement planning course and we've done 
um, in an investing course, a stock investing course. And they both have gotten very high reviews and we have thousands of students in, I think it's 106 different countries. And um, so, and we're gonna be launching our Forex one uh, because of demand. A lot of people have asked us to do it. So we've been working on it for a couple of months and we're about wrapping that up, uh, wrapping up the last videos of that. And so that is what we're doing. And that's a, uh, access to that is through our website or udemy.com. And if you go to udemy.com, you'd have to look, put in tutor coaching group uh, to find us. Um, and then we also have a YouTube channel at tutor coaching group. And we have some videos uh, out there of various things we've uh that we think are important to our clients. So we put those out there for our clients and we're going to be adding a lot more to that as we go, as we go forward. Now, you know, again, because of the Udemy, we've only been doing Udemy for about five months. Um, and we're getting a, a lot of interest and response and people asking us to make videos of specific things. So that's what we're working on right now. Uh, in we're doing the Forex class, but we're also working on other videos that we can put on our YouTube to help people and help address questions that people have had both in Forex and in stock investing. So that's kind of what we're doing right now. <laughs> that's great. It's a lot of stuff, but uh, I guess people will benefit, will have benefits from it. Well, I hope so. I just want to remind the listeners that uh, on the show notes for this podcast, we'll have all the links to the Udemy courses of uh, tutor coaching. Uh, including the course in uh, stock investing, as well as the one for retirement. Uh, we'll have a special link for that, as well as discount on the show notes page. So you can check out desiretotrade.com forward slash tutor, T-U-D-O-R, and we'll have everything there. Now, Randy, I want to ask you, what keeps you motivated for the future? Uh, well, I've, I've said it before, but I, I think I'm really motivated to help other traders avoid the lengthy time and all the dead end routes uh, that I stumbled upon and to try to introduce some concepts and strategies, which I really truly believe represents the best of the best that's available. Now, we know that one size obviously doesn't fit all, but I'm motivated to introduce concepts which enable traders to adapt to their own style and approach. They don't have to do exactly what we're doing, but we give them enough information that they can adapt it to their own style and their own approach, which is important. And just to build on the lessons that we try to teach. And again, like I've said before, I feel extremely fortunate to have discovered a, a way of trading, which is trend trading, which enables me to be profitable uh, but also to continue uh, to maintain a, you know, a great, well-balanced lifestyle. And I'm motivated every day to share this knowledge with others because I believe it's so important to keep every part of our lives in balance. And again, a lot of the people we meet that are trying to do Forex and stock investing are not keeping their life in balance because they, they're, like you said earlier, they're they're running back and forth back and forth between things not accomplishing anything because they don't stay with any strategy long enough to really learn it and feel comfortable with it and and it's so important that you believe in your strategy that's when you start making money when you start relaxing and believing and trusting in your strategy and that's what we're trying to help people do and that's what keeps me motivated hmm. Now I have one last question, and this one can be a little bit tricky for some people. If you could give only one piece of advice for news readers on how they can strive in trading and make money, basically, what would that one piece of advice be? Well, I, I, I think that you have, again, it's kind of based on the, what I j just said a little bit, but you, you have to learn and really know at least and probably just one really good strategy that you believe in. And you have to employ uh, a very well-developed money management technique. 
And then you need to develop and maintain the patience and the discipline to let your trades play out and to not let greed and fear influence your decisions for entering and exiting a trade. I think as soon as you learn to do those three things, you're going to really start to make a lot of pips. And again, I was lucky early on to be told by uh, somebody that was kind of mentoring me in the early days that just learn to make pips and the money will follow. And that's all I concentrated on for four years is convincing myself that I could make pips following different strategies. And so finally, when I found the one strategy that really seemed to consistently make pips, then I could start uh, investing in mini lots and ramping up to standard lots and making some serious money. And so that's the advice I would give uh, is to follow those three things and learn just to make pips. Show yourself, prove to yourself that you know how and that you have a system, uh, I mean a, uh, a strategy in place that earns pips and then you can convert that into money down the road. Great advice. So thank you, Randy, for being on the, on, on the podcast. Well, and thank you. I really appreciate you inviting me. And for our listeners, I'll see you in the next episode of the Desert Trade Podcast. Bye. Hey, guys. One last thing. It's Nkat here from DesertTrade.com. So you've been listening to this podcast and you've heard about the course on stock investing as well as the course on retirement. And Randy was making me a special offer for you. He's offering the course on stock investing at an amazing discount. In fact, if you go on DesertTrade.com forward slash Tudor, T-U-D-O-R, You'll get 95% off this course. You'll get about the same discount for the retirement course. So check that out, thisartotrade.com forward slash tutor. And you'll see the links right there. I hope you really enjoyed the podcast. And I'll see you back for the new year on the Trade podcast. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Desire to Trade podcast. To get all the information on this show, free articles, and unique resources, make sure to check out www.desiretotrade.com and subscribe. Please leave us a review and let us know what you thought about the show. It's time to become the best trader you can be. See you next time.